weiß Bescheid. Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught. Facebook. I was definitely on Facebook. And I was watching this thread. I don't know why the algorithm decided to put space travel on my thread as as predominant as they did. But it like got to the point where I'm like, I just kind of wanted to comment. I wanted to say something. And it's interesting because the algorithm all around, and I've talked about the algorithm a thousand times, but the algorithm all around is obviously geared towards you and social media is geared towards you and all of this stuff that we, you know, we look at throughout our, throughout the course of our experience, it's geared towards you. And the funny thing is every single thing that somebody says to you is designed to make you question you. And the reason you posted what you posted, said what you said, did what you did. And this is just online. Interestingly enough, this, I think, really also applies to the real world. Because 
just as fake as the online world is, the real world seems to run on the same premise. So I drifted off into an algorithm that I don't belong in, apparently, and it was the space race, the NASA people. There's a photograph of, I guess, Neil Armstrong standing on the moon. Now, you all know how I feel about the moon landing. And it's funny because we can sit here and you and I, as I speak and you listen, are in the same algorithm. We are having similar thoughts. We're expanding ourselves. We're doing all this sort of stuff. And I see... I see like a, a a beautiful symbiotic coexistence. And I love it. And it makes me laugh when you jump out of your niche, I suppose. When you jump out of your algorithm. So the photo was Neil Armstrong and the horizons behind him on the moon. And it's also in front of him on the visor, on his visor. Now it looks to be three, 400 yards behind him on the moon. And it would also be about three, 400 yards in front of him on the moon. And this seems peculiar to anyone who's thought about what a horizon is, what anything is. And when you can think back to who you were, when you not necessarily believed the moon landing, but never had a reason to question it. When you can think back to that, you sort of look at that and go, yeah, it did. well, it's fine. It made sense to me at the time. But now it doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, first off, why comment? Which is something that you learn. You're like, there's no point in me fucking commenting on this stuff, but unless you want to, right? And that was kind of the thing. I'm like, so I threw the comment up. I'm like, it's peculiar that you can see the front and the back, like horizons on both sides of this guy. And the barrage of comments was hilarious. And I noticed a recurring theme. Everybody used ad hominem attacks. So they attacked my character instead of a point. Uh, or if they didn't do that, they had a um, a jabby jab in their display pick. Or they had the yellow and blue flag in their display pick. And I'm watching this and I'm thinking to myself, it's so apparent now that the algorithm, the bots and the algorithm, the people, these these these. Are these people? I mean, it's such an interesting factoid to sit back and be like, I have so many questions now with regards to the entities in which I connect. I think what I am saying is that before there seemed to be this this oblivious to self, this, this general oblivion, uh, when it came to self, who I was, what I was doing, what I was part of. Talking about being part of a community, part of this, part of that. I mean, you have your friends, you do your thing, you do this, you do that, you go out, you get drunk, you go to work, you put on your pants, you do all this other stuff. And I remember being there, and I remember actively thinking about myself in that scenario, in that situation. And I remember thinking, man, I am lonely, I'm bored, I'm agitated, I'm aggravated. I need alcohol to socialize, to quell any voice inside my head. I need to be moderately drunk to face society. And the weird thing was at the time, I was nowhere near waking up. I'd always seen things a little bit differently. I'd always understood things to be a little bit different. And I never, I always questioned everything. 
but I didn't really have any basis to do any extensive questioning. And any questioning that I did do was always met with backlash, to which made me feel that I was incorrect. I shouldn't be asking questions and I shouldn't be pushing the narrative and I shouldn't be doing anything. And that felt normal. So when you look at it that way, when you sort of look at it with new information, new eyes, new perspective. If you decide to rise up, if you decide to ask questions, if you decide to question anything internally and then float it out there, not even aggressively. To be met with such disdain and such arrogance and such ignorance is a massive statement as to the society in which we live. We think that we're the problem because we've been completely led to believe that we're the problem. But think about this. There are so many things out there that, you know, it's again, it's just your experience. You've only ever had you have only ever had your experience. You're listening to me right now tell a story and have a thought, but you're hearing not my words as they're spoken. You're hearing my words as they've passed through your filter, your life, the way things have worked for you has been different than everybody else. And that's what makes you entirely unique. To be open to that is a phenomenal thing to, to understand that our minds can be anything. Also to understand that everything that we've even considered thinking on this journey of waking up and, and becoming more self-aware, all of it can be changed. Everything that we grew into, we can grow out of. It's sad then to look at the people who are completely locked in that, in that algo. The amount of people that wanted to, to come out, get onto Facebook. And I would have to assume that these are people that have jobs. Like they do stuff. They wanted to come onto Facebook and they wanted to shit on anyone who does not see things the way they do. This is the interesting thing to me. You throw a piece of meat into a fish tank filled with hungry piranhas, they're going to eat. They're going to be ravenous. They're going to go nuts. It's going to be a frenzy. You throw a piece of meat into a very well-fed fish tank full of piranhas, nobody gives a shit. I say that because wherever we throw our comments, it's interesting to see where the ravenous people are and where the sane people are. And there was a time where if you had these thoughts, these external thoughts, these, I don't know, questioning anything that was handed to you, thoughts, you'd be attacked. And that was so normal for so long that it made you feel that you were ostracized and that you were the crazy one. Who gave us the right to ask these questions in the first place is kind of an interesting question too. Like why would we wake up and they don't, right? And when you dive into that line of thought too, you really start expanding upon who are they? Who am I? What's the experience that I'm having? Why am I having it? Am I the only one here? Am I the only one here or am I everyone here? And every interaction I have with everybody helps shape who and where I am. Or am I the only one here? Where am I? Where is here? Why am I not allowed to ask these questions? Who says I'm not allowed? Why do I think I'm not allowed? Am I asking in the right sphere? Am I asking in the right place? Am I asking the right things? The truth is, absolutely everything is fluid. 
And there's this old saying, you know, stand for something or fall for everything. And that one's kind of fun too. Because you really believe that. You're like, I need to stand for something, don't I? Isn't that why I'm here? I'm here to stand for things. But what? Anything you stand on firmly limits you from being able to see something down the road. Now, granted, anything you stand on firmly also allows you to lunge off of that thing, off from to which thing. (laughs) But yeah. So now I'm over here and I'm chilling out on the Instagram or the, the, I'm not chilling on the Instagram. I'm barely there anymore. I actually, I even posted a paid ad. I know in the past it's like to kick this stuff, post a paid ad. Man, I posted that ad 48 hours ago. Ain't nobody pending approval. Like, I can't even buy my way out of the shadow, man. And that's funny. That is funny. But there are some diehards that are on the Instagram. Instagram.com forward slash the Mental Mastery Alliance if you aren't following. There are some diehards around there that I love. You know, and if you guys are listening and if you want to throw like a comment, a random anything out on the on the podcast, on the thing, A, we're going to get back to you because nobody's talking to us anymore. Uh, but B, the engagement's good. It helps with the algorithm. We might be able to get back. And, you know, we'll probably never, you know, I don't want to say never. I mean, we'll probably get back to where we were. It's just going to take a while because so many other things are, are put into play. Which is, again, algorithmic, is it not? If I'm not going to make a jump and change course and change focus to somehow being able to help a bunch of other people in a certain way, in a different niche. If I'm going to live in my comfort zone, is anything really going to get accomplished? And then when you stop looking at the comfort zone as, I don't know, a a benchmark, a basis point, a thing, when you start saying it's okay to reach for goals, it's okay to reach for things, it's okay to go a little bit more extravagant, you're rewarded handsomely. And I think that's fascinating too. So as we sit here, the, the, the follow along if you can. I mean, I'm, I think I'm okay with this. I, I tend to, I tend to circle talk a lot, but I think I'm okay here. And because I'm, I'm basically uh, paralleling the internet with real life, because real life as we understand it, man, it's looking less and less like anything other than a computer program. Look at the look at the media. Look at the stuff that's coming out. Like it's just consistent. It's consistent rhetoric. It's consistent argumentative. It's consistent division. Um, I came across a, a post from from it was actually a share, but it was uh, the the Freethinker Society. Uh, no, it wasn't the Freethinker Society. Uh, but shout out to the Freethinker Society, a very solid podcast. Um, if you guys are into that sort of thing, which I think you are, the Freethinker Society is. Amazing. Mike Romanelli, good friend of the show. Actually, I should get him back on. Mike, if you're listening, come back. Come back to us. So what was I talking about? That is correct. I was talking about the Free Thought Project. And the post that I came across was just phenomenal. It, I've seen it before, but like it really hit this time. So the post is like a, a devil and God hand playing a game of chess, and it's just saying we're all being you know played. And when you look at religion as part of the factor that's playing us, it's kind of a fuck around, like big time. Because even the things that we desperately want to believe in, per se, religion, health, and all that sort of stuff, 
they're a huge factor in the same thing. They're a huge factor in how we choose to, to see how we're able to be manipulated. Like when I say everything is the same down here, like there's nothing new under the sun. It's fascinating. It's fascinating how the, the internet works and how we work and how stocks work and all this sort of stuff like the stagnancy, man, it's creepy. So the quote goes, we are all being played divide and conquer, conquer, canker. If they keep us fighting with each other, we will never fight the true enemy, the establishment. And I used to love this train of thought because I was firmly there as well. The establishment. The divide and conquer mechanisms. And these ones are huge, right? Skin color. And I talked about this like, I think it was the episode before last. I went on a bit of a rant. Uh, The divide and conquer mechanisms are skin color, nationality, sexual identity, religion, language, profession, class, social customs, political identity. Like, think about they're dividing us right now on the sexes. Are you a trans? Are you this? Are you that? Are you, do you identify as a couch? Like, what the fuck? Bottom line, and this is the, the, the absolute bottom line, and this is one of the greatest things when it comes to enlightenment. Enlightenment to me used to be like an interesting, what's the word, uh, destination, but it isn't. It's not like you gain enlightenment. Enlightenment only really comes from unlearning everything. And also the term enlightenment is kind of douchey. I'm enlightened. Okay. All right there. Fancy pants. Like one of the things too, and here's one of the things that nobody really talks about is when you actually become enlightened, you officially stop driving into parking spaces. You always back in. So whenever you see somebody backed in, you can tell that that's an enlightened person. I'm being facetious right there. Um, and, 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 and Instagram censorship land. Uh, there's no proof that uh, that's actually true. Uh, nobody's ever quoted that. Uh, False information. Uh, this account rapidly proved. They put up that thing on my. If you go to follow me, if you guys have seen this before, if you unfollow and then follow me again, it'll tell you. It'll be like, hey, uh, this account uh, posts a bunch of weird shit. Are you sure you want to follow? I'm like, I don't know if that's a badge of honor or not. Uh, but we ended up being that guy. Hey, we're still alive. A lot of uh, a lot of the guys that I came up with are gone. They've just they've been they've been kiboshed. But hey, here we are now. Kind of really lost my train of thought there on sort of everything that I was talking about. So I'm just going to jive, jive back in with what flows with me. The, the whole algorithm is actually, in my opinion, beneficial. All of the things that we think that we don't want, really the only pain that comes from that is the actual not wanting of them. Altering it, no problem. Listening to people fight other things, like you, if you want to test the waters, you want to stick your toe, like if you want to stick your toe in that piranha water I was speaking about earlier, the super hungry piranhas, step out of your algorithm. Slide out of your social media algorithm and go somewhere peculiar and say something that you believe on something like, I don't know, anything. And just watch the people attack you. And then think to yourself, as the person that you are right now and the mindset that you're in right now, if somebody drifted over into your train of thought or into the things that you like, the pictures that you look at and made a comment. First of all, are you even in the comments? Like, do you give a shit? Like I read the comments sometimes to see some stuff, but I'm never really intentionally in the comments. I don't, I don't care to be that. But there are people who like come home from work, set up the computer, pour themselves a nice cup of tea. They seem all civilized. They put their glasses on, they crack their knuckles. They rotate their back a little bit, shift, shift. Then they sit down and go, ah, time to be a douchebag. Like they fly into the comments. 
and they start ripping on people for having opinions. And you have to ask yourself, like, where does this, where does this truly stem from? Does it come from feeling morally superior or does it come from feeling morally inferior? In other words, it's easier to tear you down than to lift myself up. It's, it's fascinating because once you see past the patterns, like in the matrix, the guy says, all I see is, you know, this and that. And he's like, I'm looking at the matrix. All I see is the falling green numbers. And that's kind of the way it is. Like when you see past this, you see the people's patterns. And then there was the psychological definition. Oh, they are that because of this, this, because of their childhood, because of blah, 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 blah. And you realize that the childhood and the past and the things that we have is all programming. And then you realize that we're being programmed consistently with regards to the television that we watch, the music that we listen to, the, the, the news that we read, the, the articles, even this podcast is programming you. You see, because I'm not having any thoughts and I've realized this. I'm not having thoughts. I'm not having creative thoughts. I'm extrapolating it at best. I would say I'm extrapolating. I'm taking in the information that piques my curiosity and I apply it to everything else that I already quote unquote know. But seriously, how can you know anything? And then in my infinite wisdom, I get onto this little device here and I start talking about it. To who? And for what? Right? And at the end of the day, the fan base is growing and I love each and every one of you. You guys are amazing. It's almost crazy how big the podcast is getting. And I'm super, super thankful for it. I'm super thankful for each and every one of you. But at the end of the day, sort of as I sit here and as I broadcast and as I talk, it's just me sitting in front of a microphone. Granted, there are results to everything that you do. But what am I what am I doing right now? Right? When you've completely removed yourself from or if you if you can imagine, imagine if you will, removing yourself or viewing your character, i.e. your meat suit running around the game much like Grand Theft Auto. From a higher perspective, you're just watching yourself. And if I were to say that right now, it's just me having these thoughts, having these ideologies, having these feelings, having these things run through my head. And then I just sit down in front of the microphone and start recording. I press a few buttons here. I press a few buttons there. That's kind of all I'm doing. Right. And you guys, I've never met you guys. Right. But the numbers on the same screen where I'm pressing the buttons are going up. And honestly, it could all be fake. Right. <laughs> There could be no people listening. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, there are results. Sure. There are numbers. Sure. But what are we really doing? Well, the act of what we're doing. I sit down, I tell a story, I press upload and the numbers go up. And this is how we become algorithmic. You are a dude right now or a lady. And I'm sticking with those two. <laughs> and you know, I'll even add a third one. You're a dude, you're a lady, you're whatever the fuck you want to be. Uh, and that's pretty cool too. As long as you aren't ramming it down everyone's throat that you're something else. Like, if you're a dude and you're out there and you're ramming that down people's throats, like, I'm a fucking guy. Wee! It's like, bro, fuck you. And if you're a chick and you're like, I'm a fucking chick. Woo! Honestly, calm down. And if you're a whatever else you want to be and you're also screaming, I'm a whatever else I want to be, 
shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. Nobody cares except you. And unfortunately, there are a certain group of people who are louder than others that demand other people pay attention. And this again lies into the algorithm. So in the algorithm, if people don't agree with you online, we do something weird. If people don't agree with you in person, we do something weird. Anyone that's out there being like, I fucking hate this, that, and the other thing, or, or I'm a certain way, and if you don't agree with the way I am, I hate you for it, and you're perpetuating hate. <laughs> it's the same thing. You have become the thing you swore to protect the city against. Everybody should be free to be whatever they want without ramming whatever that is down the throats of other people. And honestly, that's exactly how it is. Who's doing the ramming? Well, the media. And if the media wasn't doing the ramming, would we even understand that there was conflict at all? And if we didn't understand that there was conflict, who would save us from the conflict? Would there be a purpose for any higher power? No. But also, without conflict, is there much of a fun game for us to play, learn, become, overcome? One of the coolest things that happens when you jump out of the finger-pointing game or the guy online shitting on other people, because I remember when Facebook was new, I used to love getting on there and ripping on people. I was a quote-unquote troll. Internet troll. Because... Get this, ladies and gentlemen, there was a point in my life where I hated myself. But could I admit that to anybody else? No. Could I even admit it to myself? Not in the least. Where did it come from? Do I want to blame my parents? Sure, that's an easy scapegoat. But your parents created or helped create the version of you that you needed to become to overcome the obstacles that you wanted to overcome. We can't even blame our parents anymore. Ah, nuts. Sorry to everybody listening to this show that can no longer blame their parents. Our station in life, our, our own personal algorithm is a beautiful one because it is in and of itself teaching you to overcome every single thing that you ever needed to overcome. Self-help or self-help, hatred, self-hate, self-help, all of it. That marketplace is huge. Here's another one on a completely different scale. I was reading one of these guys that I, that I follow and I watch. And I only follow him because he says absurd things, but they're positive things. So people take good, good notes from it. But this guy says, I went from making a million dollars a year to three to $10 million a year. And here's the first things I did. I stopped listening to gurus. I stopped reading. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this going, how is this even possible? And he's like, I got out of my comfort zone. And, and, and so there's a lot of stuff that was in there that was true. Right, And maybe he, he did do these things. Maybe he stopped reading. And I understand maybe not reading and then implementing. Right, But I also, I've never been the kind of guy that wants to go from $3 million to $10 million a year. Like, I don't need $10 million a year. More money, more problems. That's what I got from 90s rap. And I've got enough problems. And I love being able to be one-on-one -on -one with my clients. I love being able to help. I love having a, a larger impact than a larger bank account. Bottom line. There are a million people out there that can help a million other people. But those that need to be helped specifically by me exist because I need to grow from my experience with them. And now, this other guy who says all these things like, don't do this, don't do that, change this, change that, go from this to that. My only curiosity with his story is why are you sharing it on Facebook? Because from my personal experience, 
every true to life millionaire, billionaire, whatever that I know has somebody else running their social media, which means he probably has somebody running his social media, which means the people that he's trying to target that would be going from three to 10 million. They aren't on Facebook. So why is he doing what he's doing? Well, probably because he has to, because it's part of him. Because if one person sees something and moves something and changes the needle somewhere, somehow it's good. It's the same with Lamborghini. Lamborghini doesn't have television commercials because Lamborghini's audience is not watching television. Why are we watching television? Right? So I say these things and I give these examples because in life, in the game of life, in the station of life, wherever you are, there's a position above you and there's a position below you. And you have a history of where you came from to get you to where you're going. Now, is it on me to want to make $10 million a year? I don't think so. I don't really care for money. Uh, I don't really care for the way the world works with regards to it. I don't really care for the distraction that it is. My main focus is, is becoming a more comprehensive and full version of me. And in the process, helping people do the same thing with themselves. I want you to get there. Does that mean I'm free? Fuck no. <laughs> right? But there are coaches out there that are $5,000 coaches, $10,000 coaches, $20,000 coaches. There are people out there that are $100,000 coaches, half a million dollars, a million dollars, depending on what you want to achieve and what you're willing to commit. Money has absolutely nothing to do with how much the coach needs to get paid, but how much the entity and the individual deems necessary. If you're sitting in a spot right now and you're like, man, I could really use a, a leg up in life and understand how to make an extra $100,000, $300,000 a year and believe in myself to do it. And then you find a coach that's willing to teach you exactly that and shave the time off your schedule. And he says, yeah, I'm 25 to $50,000. And you say 25 grand, that's too much. I'm gonna go find me a $10,000 coach. And you're gonna glean a little bit from that $10,000 coach, but there's gonna come a time where you're probably gonna be like, I already know a little bit more than you, right? So finance in this realm, and I, I, I equated my position to it because it was an easy equation. But finance in this realm has nothing to do with how much money you have. Because what finance truly represents is how far along in the game you are. It's an additive and a tool that allows you to comprehend certain things. Now, I know what you're going to say. Well, what about the people that win the lottery? Well, I know a lot of people who have won the lottery. Oddly, I, I know too many people who have won the lottery. And none of them have any real skill. Winning the lottery doesn't take skill. So those that had no financial literacy or self-literacy or self-love or self-respect in that sort of sense, I mean, that's a big statement, so I'm not going to back that up by saying self-respecting people don't win the lottery. <laughs> I'm going to say that if you win the lottery, there's a high likelihood that you're going to be broke and you're going to be in a worse situation than you were before you started with the, with the winnings. That's how 90% of this goes because people don't know what to do with the money. Right? To earn $10 is huge. To earn $1,000 is huge. To earn $10,000 is huge. To become the person that knows how to earn that consistently is the goal. It's not the money. It's never been the money. To win the lottery is a nice bonus, but to prevent to have it prevent you from moving forward with becoming the person who keeps 
stepping up and keeps elevating their own game and their own level and their own thing, that's detrimental. Because people think, I'm only doing this for the money, which is fucking bullshit. You need to be doing what you're doing for the experience. Jim Rome said it absolutely best when he said, don't ask what you're getting, ask who you're becoming. And that made no fucking sense to me at all when I was broke. <laughs> but it's huge. It's huge now. I don't even know what to title this episode. Like I was literally all over the place here, but this one is certainly an episode that, you know, I wanted to even talk about self-doubting, you know, in your past and all that sort of stuff and, and the fear-based society, but I'm actually probably going to save that for next episode. Cause I've already run half an hour into this one. You guys are still sitting around listening to me, not sitting around, but you, thankfully you guys are, you sat through half an hour of my rambles. I barely even took a breath. The hell's wrong with me. How can I talk so much? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you are interested in coaching or know somebody who's interested in coaching, please do reach out to me directly. Um, there are a few spots to the right person. This isn't a, this, it's not a ploy. This isn't a sales tactic. Uh, I'm at the point in my game where I do want to help you. Um, but it's, there's a very specific energy and flow that would have to, 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 to connect. Uh, I'm not for everybody bottom line. Um, but if I am for you, and if you feel that there's a connection, reach out to me. Hit me up directly, Adam at the Mental Mastery Alliance. If you have general inquiries, info at the Mental Mastery Alliance, that sort of thing. If you want to talk uh, and help us with our algorithmic problems, just send a message. Comment on one of the stupid photos on Instagram. They're not stupid. They're great photos. It's stupid Instagram. <laughs> but understanding and loving yourself throughout the process is fucking key. Right. So I sit here with my aggression and my conspiracies and my tinfoil hat. And all I really want for you guys, man, is to feel good, to step up, to stand on your boat and scream from the top of your lungs. What's going on? Ladies and gentlemen, in the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.